This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville wants a business that deals with digital currency to be investigated for its ties to China. Tuberville wrote for 1819 News in an article that suggests that Prometheum Incorporated is being dishonest to the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission regarding the level of involvement it has with the Chinese Communist Party. Tuberville referred to testimony that was given to Congress last month by Prometheum CEO Aaron Kaplan, saying that Kaplan did not reveal to Congress that outside investors into that company had deep and well-documented ties to the CCP. Tuberville is now sending letters to various U.S. authorities, including the chairman of the SEC, to request an investigation and review of the company's filings with the SEC, as well as swift action if the company did in fact lie to Congress. Alabama Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth says that the state law that was passed to cut down on taxation of groceries is proof that state lawmakers should stay true to their conservative values as well as have courage to tackle what others may say cannot be done. Ainsworth writes in an article for 1819 News about the process that he undertook with state lawmakers to make the whole idea of a tax cut become reality so that Alabamians would be able to keep more of their hard-earned money during rough times and inflation. Ainsworth says he's committed to seeing the grocery sales tax be fully reduced down to zero in the next few years. The tax cut that was approved by the Alabama legislature this year will begin in September by cutting the current 4% state sales tax on groceries down to 3%, with more cuts coming if the Education Trust Fund is able to maintain a steady growth despite the loss of taxation revenue. A state lawmaker is still determined to redirect extra money from going to the Alabama Department of Archives and History after that department held a luncheon to discuss LGBTQ history in the state of Alabama. State Senator Chris Elliott spoke with WKRG News, saying that he has written legislation to offer in the upcoming special legislative session that would take about $5 million away from that department and reallocate it to somewhere else. A number of my colleagues and I just simply had some issues with that. Uh, you know, the, the problem is uh, that we don't believe that, uh, that things that happen in folks' bedrooms ought to be the topic of conversation or really the underlying issue for conversation. The supplemental money is not part of the department's operating budget. The Alabama Department of Archives and History released a statement on the issue saying that the luncheon is part of a long-standing program called Food for Thought, which has discussed a wide range of topics and issues in the past pertaining to history and historical figures here in Alabama. They also said that the LGBTQ theme was in keeping with that program's goals. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is calling out several news reports about a TikTok challenge, saying it's a false alarm. Aaliyah says that despite the stories that are coming across multiple state and national media platforms, there are no cases of people dying by jumping from boats at high speeds. The story first emerged on ABC 3340 News and WVTM 13, and even included comments from the captain of the Childersburg Rescue Squad. However, Sergeant Jeremy Burkett with Aaliyah tells 1890 News, that the deadly boating TikTok trend is dead wrong. Burkett says that the Aaliyah Marine Patrol Division has no records of such recent deaths, only two individuals who have been killed by jumping from moving vessels, and those both happened back in 2020 and 2021 and were never linked to the TikTok app. 
controversy and pushback is arising in the city of Mobile over a recent campaign for annexation of several unincorporated areas that are west of the city. The annexation would be done to create a larger city tax base. Now a group of residents from the four unincorporated areas are posting billboards and yard signs, as well as holding public meetings, in order to reject that effort from Mobile City leadership and Mobile City Mayor Sandy Stimson. The city leadership has been actively campaigning on the idea of annexation as a good thing that would end taxation from the city without representation. The director of the Faith Family Freedom Coalition says the messaging is a cover for a deeper motivation. Dr. Martin Scott Catino says that incorporating with the city of Mobile will only subject residents to more of the cultural Marxism agenda that's afoot, including the LGBTQ agenda and a broken criminal justice system. The vote on this issue will be held on July 18th of this year. A date has been set for the state of Alabama to execute a death row inmate. Governor Ivey has ordered a window of time for James Barber to be put to death, which starts on July 20th and ends July 21st. Barber is serving a murder conviction for killing a 75-year-old woman back in 2003. Barber sought to be put to death by nitrogen hypoxia rather than lethal injection, but on July 7th, a judge determined that lethal injection will be administered to Barber since he did not choose the nitrogen hypoxia method when it was offered to him by the Alabama Department of Corrections back in 2018, and also since the ADOC is still not ready to administer the new execution method, the judge determined that to grant Barber his request would only delay his execution indefinitely. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, President Joe Biden is now in the country of Lithuania after first making a stop on Monday in Great Britain To the dismay and consternation of British media outlets in that country, the Daily Mail reported that the U.S. president appeared to be out of touch with royal protocol and basic honor guard inspections. The media outlet had headlines that suggested that King Charles was visibly frustrated with trying to lead Biden down the line of British guards and also trying to keep him from talking to the guards, which is a breach in British protocol. Meanwhile, in more important developments regarding Biden and his administration, Republicans are criticizing the president for statements he made on Sunday in a CNN interview about sending more munitions to the country of Ukraine. In that conversation, Biden ultimately admitted in public that the U.S. is low on ammunition, which is why the U.S. will be sending the once prohibited cluster bombs to Ukraine instead. We're in a situation where Ukraine continues to be brutally attacked across the board by munitions, by these cluster munitions that are have dud rates that are very, very low, I mean, very high, that are dangerous to civilians, number one. Number two, uh, the Ukrainians are running out of ammunition. Uh, the ammunition that they, they call them 155 millimeter weapons. This is a, this is a war relating to munitions and uh, the running out of those, that ammunition, and we're low on it. Republicans are calling this a breach of national security by revealing the low ammunition stockpile and says that Biden is to blame for this situation arising in the first place. Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana took to Twitter saying that in a hot war with China, the U.S. would run out of key ammunition within a week and that while Biden is recognizing the problem, he's also forgetting that he and Democrats are the ones who sent all of the U.S. taxpayer money and weaponry over to Ukraine. One more thing involving the president and his administration. A Louisiana judge has refused to put a pause on an injunction stopping the government from colluding with big tech and social media to censor and silence American voices. 
Last week on July 4th, U.S. District Court Judge Terry Dowdy placed a nationwide injunction on several government agencies when it comes to their meeting or communicating with social media companies in order to silence and shut down many conservative voices about issues like COVID, the COVID vaccine, and the Hunter Biden laptop. This past Monday, that same judge refused a request coming from the Biden administration to delay the implementation of that injunction. The whole case was brought against the Biden administration by the state attorney generals for Missouri and Louisiana. The judge's opinion is now publicly available, and towards the end of the 150-page document that the judge wrote, he uses a quote from Harry Truman that says, once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one place to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. The parent company to the Silicon Valley Bank located in California is now suing the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation for nearly $2 billion. The SVB Financial Group was bailed out from having a bank run happen, which would have collapsed all of their accounts. This all started back in March of 2023 by the FDIC. Now the SVB Financial Group says that the FDIC held almost $2 billion of the bank's cash flow when it took over the bank and that this was a violation of U.S. bankruptcy law. The lawsuit contends that by holding back the $2 billion in account funds, the FDIC impeded the bank's ability to reorganize and caused harm financially. Reports are coming from a Florida prison that former USA gymnastic Dr. Larry Nasser has been stabbed multiple times by another inmate. He is currently listed in stable condition. Nasser is serving time for the sexual abuse he committed against female gymnasts who were taking part in the gymnastic program in Michigan. Nassar is 59 years old and was in prison back in 2017 after he pleaded guilty to the charges. Over 250 women testified in court and detailed Nassar's molestation and sexual abuse of them under the guise of medical treatment. Nassar was also sentenced to 60 years in prison for possessing 37,000 images of child pornography. When it comes to exposing the sexual abuse and sexual trafficking of children, a recent movie starring actor Jim Caviezel is exposing the hideous tentacles of that practice. The Sound of Freedom was released in theaters last week and has now made $40 million at the box office. This shows a very strong response from Americans who are becoming aware of the organized crime in order to fight back. Movie director Mel Gibson worked with Jim Caviezel in the production of the Passion of the Christ movie. Gibson also put out a short video on social media about this latest project. One of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking and particularly the trafficking of children. Now, the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.